T-R-A-U-M-A. Trauma. Trauma, yep. All right. So, what's good, y'all? We back with another episode. Part two of the last episode. I'm just going to give y'all the last bit because I kind of left y'all with a little cliffhanger. Because I know y'all want to know what happened or, you know, finishing off my last story. But we had to kick it off. You know, we had to get right. T-R-A-U-M-A. Trauma. A lot of people are hitting me up talking about some... Man, you can't spell no trauma. You can't do all that. But, hey, we back locked in. So, picking off what we left off in the last episode, if you listened, um, I told you a little recap of who I am and um, what inspired me to do this podcast. And then uh, I gave into the summer of 2014. Um, that was the summer that I represented my dad in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, I just broke it down into bits by bits. So, I broke it into from... Um, when he was in the top 30, he brought the idea up to me for representing him. Um, that following summer, the ESPN crew came out to our house, recorded us for our little hype video. I, as you would say, I, I don't know if it was a hype video or if it was a, I guess it's just a little, yeah, it was a little two minute video that uh, me talking about how proud I am of my dad and they showed that in the Hall of Fame. I talked about, you know, all the things that happened uh, while shooting that. And then I'm gonna pick it up from that point on. So after they rec- after they finished recording, um, that w- it was summertime. So it was uh, like I said, I go back to Alabama. Uh, I live in Seattle, so I was in Alabama for the rest of that summer. Uh, it was pretty normal. I told a couple friends back home, so it was kind of like, oh man, that's kind of dope. But at this time, we didn't have no footage. All it was was they gonna edit it up, and they told me at the time they were gonna send it next week or send it to my dad, and they were gonna let us see it, right? That wasn't the case. So we finish up editing. I enjoy the rest of my summer hanging out with my friends. The school year starts, right? So they told us that they were going to present the final, what, final seven of the Hall of Fame, if my dad made it, the night before the Super Bowl. All right, so the school year starts September. The Super Bowl is not till February. So we have to go through the whole season. Every I want to say every three weeks, every four weeks, they will cut it down by two. So the whole season, the whole school year, your dad made it a top 25. Your dad made it top 20. Your dad made it top 15 throughout the whole school year, right? So it was kind of, you know, for me personally, you know, I was playing football. I was in middle school. It was kind of like at the time, like I didn't understand how big it was. So it was just something that people were talking about every day. Like, hey, man, your dad's this and that. I'm just like, man, that's crazy. You know, I didn't really grab spit, right? So the rest of the school year goes on. Like I said, it's just pretty normal. Like, it, it wasn't, um, for me personally, like, a lot of people were reaching out to me saying, like, hey, this is a big moment for your dad. And like I said, I was 14, 15 years old, so I couldn't really, you know, looking back on it, I couldn't grasp how big it was. At the time, it was just something that was so normal. Like, oh, yeah, my dad's about to get another achievement. Because at this point, this man has had the ring of honor for the Seahawks. His jersey retired. Um, what else? He was jersey retired, ring of honor. I think that was it for the Seahawks. So those are some big achievements, and I've already witnessed that, you know. So with the Hall of Fame, it was kind of like another achievement. And I know some people are like, bro, your dad is about to be the greatest football player of all time, and that's just another achievement. I'm just giving you my perspective, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it was. So um, we go out through the school year. He makes it to the top 15. Um, Seahawks make the playoff. Now, mind you now, mind you. No matter whoever, whoever's in the Super Bowl, it don't matter. It could have been the Cowboys and the Pate, whoever. It could have been whoever. Me and my dad still would have flew out to New York. That's where the Super Bowl was at that year. And if my dad would have made it, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. They give out the call outs. They literally call your cell phone Saturday night and let you know if you're in the Hall of Fame. 
And if my dad would have made it, like if he made it, then we wake up Sunday, they presented it to the world on Sunday during the Super Bowl. Um, if not, then they give you a, they buy you a flight, miss the Super Bowl, that Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, you fly back home. That's it, right? Just so happened, the Seahawks, that's when the Seahawks go to their first Super Bowl. And that was the year, the tip. If you guys know, that's when Richard Sherman had the immaculate uh, the, the immaculate tip over the 49ers and we go to the Super Bowl. Even if you don't follow football and you're from Seattle, that was the craziest year because, you know, we had a good team. We were going to the Super Bowl. Everyone knew about the Seahawks on a global, on a global standpoint, not only just in Seattle. So that was a big year. So imagine that. The Seahawks having one of their greatest year ever in their franchise, right? And then my dad is also about to get represented for that team in the Super Bowl. And it wasn't set up that way. It just it just happened. The Seahawks were in the Super Bowl, and my dad was about to get represented on his biggest night ever, right? And on top of that, I was the one that was supposed to represent him in that moment. So just imagine imagine that type of pressure or imagine that just that nervous feeling going into that. I know how we talked about sweating, just sweat, just all just the whole season, sweat. Every time they talk about it, sweat. Just sweat, you know what I'm saying? Trauma, T-R-A-U-M-A, trauma. So, so uh, we fast forward through the season. The playoffs happen. The Seahawks make it to the Super Bowl. Now, it's once we find out the Seahawks make it to the Super Bowl, my dad realized he's in the top 10. So, no matter what, we were going to the Super Bowl. It just so happened that the Seahawks were there. So, my dad made it clear. He's like, hey, this is for the Hall of Fame. Um, this is not a trip to New York to watch the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. This is, you know, this is for the Hall of Fame. So if I don't get in the Hall of Fame Saturday night, we're going home Sunday. And imagine me being on the flight from New York back to Seattle on Super Bowl Sunday. The Seahawks are playing the Denver Broncos. If you don't know what happened, we won 48 to 48 to 8 or something like that. A blowout. One of the craziest Super Bowl ever, winning our first Super Bowl. And I would have been in the middle of the air flying back to Seattle with a devastated dad because he didn't make the Hall of Fame. Imagine that. So that's just like a 50-50 pressure on top of that, right? So um, let me see. So we fly out to, We fly out to New York. Super Bowl Sunday is that Sunday. I want to say we fly out that Thursday. Automatically, that week of school, I'm the man. Like, I, I'm the man. So uh, people that knew me, I was the man that week. They were letting me leave school early. They were letting me do whatever I need to do. They were giving me, the teachers were saying, oh, congratulations. Like, it, I was the man that I was the man that week. So everyone knew I was leaving school early to go represent my dad, which was pretty dope, right? A lot of people don't experience that. So I was the man. Um, so we leave early. We leave, like, Wednesday or Thursday. We go out to New York. Now, this is when I realized my dad ain't no ordinary guy, right? Like, I knew he was special. I knew he played football. I knew he was professional. But that was in the state of Seattle. I didn't know it was a global thing. I didn't know we went to New York. People were going to be freaking out. We fly to New York. We get to New York. It's snow everywhere, right? I'm thinking we're going to have a snow Super Bowl. I'm ha I'm happy. It's the typical New York. We get to Times Square. It's snow everywhere. It's beautiful. I'm 15 years old. We're getting chauffeured. We're going to the pit houses in New York. We're having steak dinners. We're meeting celebrities. I'm 15 years old. And I, I got to take all this in as if I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? You see freaking, uh, I think it was Bruno Mars. He's walking past talking to people. And everyone's like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? I'm over there like, Mr. I should have bought you flowers. Mr. I should have held your hand. And I'm over here, got I got to sit calm like I've seen this man before. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that. So, you know, we're seeing all these celebrities. It's New York. 
Um, and it's also the Super Bowl weekend, so and it's in New York, so you know the celebrities were out, and um, so we they put us up in a hotel Friday night. We're doing a bunch of we're doing a bunch of events, right? Um, I can remember waking up Friday morning, and every time we left the room, every time we left the hotel room, it was a camera crew, it was lights. I'm talking nine in the morning. I want to go get some breakfast. My dad's like, "Hey, I gotta go do some interviews till one o'clock." And shout out to, I forget her name, this lovely lady. I forget her name, but she was kind of like, because I was 15, right? So I couldn't go to certain, I couldn't go to certain things. Like certain things, they would go to little pop-ups at some bars or whatever, whatever the case may be. I couldn't go to it. So it was this lovely lady. She was kind of like the, I guess you could say my babysitter for those two days, for Friday and uh, Saturday morning. And she was amazing. I forget her name, um, but... I know she's not listening to this, but um, I forget her name, but she was the most wonderful woman. She she kept talking me through situations. She's like, hey, like this is a big moment for you. She kind of brought me back down like, hey, just enjoy the moment. Like, um, just take it all in. Like, even though they say don't take pictures, she's like, freak out. Like, you're not used to this. She's like, if you see that person, talk to them. She's like, don't let anyone tell you you can't be excited for admiring someone's work, right? So she kind of brought the realism to it, like the human factor. Like a lot of these people, when they see celebrity, they're kind of like, oh, what's up, what's up? Like, no, that's not human. Like I see these people on my TVs. I see these people on my phone. So naturally I'm going to want to, you know, get excited because I admire their work and I'm a fan of them. So she kind of made that trip so much more fun instead of just like, oh my God, I'm in front of all these people. And um, and you would think, man, if I, was, if I had a camera crew in front of my face, I would do all this stuff. Man, that shit is a different... That is a different feeling, man. That's a different, especially if it's not really for you, though. You know what I'm saying? If, if I worked hard or something and, and I had cameras on me for that, then I'm like, okay, I can I can understand this. But if you're just in the camera because you're in a shadow, like, oh, this is my dad, and naturally I got the camera on me because that's my dad, you have nothing to say, like, oh, why are, like, why are you here? Oh, that's my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, And they're like, oh, what, did you, what do you do? Uh, I'm in middle school. I'm uh, representing my dad. You know what I'm saying? So naturally, like... That's not enough information to grab a headline for someone. So, but that's the truth. Like for me, that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing ever. Like, man, I represent my father in this in the biggest night of his life. But if a camera crew comes up, they don't want to talk to a little fat fifteen year old kid. Oh, my dad is about to be. You know what I'm saying? They're like, whatever. Let's go talk to someone that has a story to tell, right? So, um, like that that can give you some perspective of how um, how real the world can be sometimes. So, um, yeah, that Friday night. I'm sitting with Miss Lady, um, and they kept telling us that Saturday's the night. Saturday's the day they find out you're in the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm going to paint this picture so vividly detailed for y'all that I want y'all to, I want y'all to be able to witness, or not witness, but feel everything I felt in this moment, okay? I'm all, this is only going to take place Saturday. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Saturday night is when they give us a phone call to let us know if my dad made the Hall of Fame. The call they said between it's a window between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Right, he had to do interviews all day. You go back to the hotel, relax at four o'clock, eat dinner with your family, take the moment in. If you get a call between six and seven, you're in the Hall of Fame. Now, mind you, we're in uh, New York, so the time difference is different. I'll never forget my twin sister. Shout out to Waleria, Leary Pooh. Uh, she liked her little shout out. So everyone, <laughs> everyone, you know, if you can go follow my sister on IG. At, or what is it? I don't know. 
Y'all figure it out. But <laughs> Leary Pooh, shout out my sister, and she was with my mom. Shout out to my mom, Mama Jones. If you know me, do you know Mama Jones? Everybody know Big Walt, but that's the re- that's the real goat. That's the real goat in my eyes. So shout out Mama Jones. She was with my mom. She while Leary was playing basketball. Um, she was at a she was at AAU or something. She was at a little tournament or some middle school basketball, you know. Um, and they kept texting. We're like, we'll text you around 4 o'clock your time to let you know if Dad made it, but you can't post it because they're not going to announce it until, I guess, that night, later that night or the next day. I don't know when they were going to announce it to the public, but once we knew, we couldn't let our we couldn't let our family that wasn't there know. Like, So if you have family back home, you could not let them know. Or like you could let them know. They didn't want us to, but like you're like, hey, he made it. Don't post nothing. So if you got that good dynamic where you can trust your family not to say nothing, then cool. But they advise, they say, hey, only whoever's in the room knows Outside of this hotel, they cannot know until tomorrow. Let the media post it, right? So it was kind of one of those deals. Me and my dad, we go out through our day. And this is the best day, bro. This is the best day at that time. Best day of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in New York. We're going through all these places. um, And we get back to the hotel. It's 4 o'clock. And I remember it was so cold outside. It was so cold. Um... Like, and I'll never forget, I'm like, man, tomorrow they damn near might cancel the Super Bowl because it was that cold. You know what I'm saying? It was like 15 degrees in New York. It was snowing sideways. The snow was coming down crazy. I'm like, dude, we got to play a Super Bowl tomorrow? That's what I'm worried about, right? So me and my dad get back to the hotel. It's about 4.30, 5 o'clock. Takes a shower. I take a shower. We're watching some on ESPN, you know, the little hotel TVs. We're laying across the bed. We got two beds. I'm laying on my on my bed. He's laying on his bed. And he's kind of quiet, you know what I'm saying? i never forget, you know, he had his little, his underwear and his wife beat her on, you know what I'm saying? He's chilling, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's in the he's in the most comfortable, you know, position he can be in. You know, he's just laying across the bed, just relaxing on his phone, watching TV. And I'll never forget, we ordered room service. We got a bunch of pizza. Or I don't know if they gave us some, but we had a bunch of pizza in the room. So they gave us some pizza, and it's like about 5.50, 5.50, right? So, um... And I'm just sitting there talking about the Super Bowl. I'm like, man, Dad, the Super Bowl going to be crazy. Like, And not even knowing, I'm probably putting so much pressure on him because think about it. From his perspective, if I don't get this call within this hour, not only does my son not get to witness the Super Bowl, but we got to go back on Super Bowl Sunday. And he knows. like, He knows I'm not disrespecting his legacy. He knows that. He knows that I'm a 15-year-old kid. I just want to watch my team win the Super Bowl, and I hope my dad gets this achievement. If not, he can try next year. You know what I'm saying? Because after you get eligible, you can try every year. So not even knowing, I'm probably putting so much pressure on him. That's probably why he was so quiet. He didn't really respond about like, oh, dad, what? Because I'm asking him like, hey, if it snows, like what should we wear? Should we go buy some in the morning? Like, because I, I had like a jersey and some jeans. Like I didn't bring no freaking snowwear. Like I didn't bring no parka. Everyone's wearing like double layers, scarves, beanies. I just brought a freaking jersey and a long sleeve and some jeans and some kicks. Like, I didn't bring nothing crazy for the game. Um, so, um, that's why I'm talking to him. Boom. Six o'clock hits, right? We don't say nothing. He's just on his phone. Like, nothing happens. It's six o'clock. And mind you, I'm painting this picture. We're in our hotel room. The 
most beautiful hotel room, right? I'm, I'm telling you, this is like, I'm talking walk-in shower, but it has the rainfall showers. It's a big pane glass window. You can see all of New York. We're in like the 30th floor. This shit's from a fucking movie, bro. This shit's from a movie. And every every other player in the Hall of Fame, they're, they're, they're um, in the room next to us. So 6.15 comes. You hear a family in the next room screaming, oh, congratulations. Like, you hear that, right? So you got, you're sitting in this big-ass room, and you're like, dude, if my dad doesn't get this call in 40 minutes, how the fuck, as a 15-year-old, how do I go about this? Like, how do I go about this, right? This is the biggest moment of his life. He chose me to represent him. What do I do? I'm trying to talk shit. I'm trying to change the subject. He's not breaking. He's not saying shit. He's like, mm, yeah, he's just being whatever. 6.30 hits. You hear more families. Oh, yeah, woo. Like, you, you, you just hear a celebration going on, right? And 6.45, because it kept happening in 15-minute uh, intervals. I remember that. Like, 6.15, like, 6.25, 6.40. Like, every 15 minutes or so, you would hear a family celebrate, right? And we heard three families. And it was, and I think it was, like, um, four. It came down to four. Four total people on this floor that could be elected, right? So, I'm thinking it's 6.45. There's one more family to be. There's one more person to get uh, elected, into the Hall of Fame. We got 15 minutes, right? So I'm thinking, like, it's, it's, it's do or die. 6.50 comes, no call. I don't hear nobody celebrate. I don't hear nothing. And I'm sitting there, and that's when I'm starting. I'm starting to sweat, and I'm starting to... And I'll never forget, I'm giving him the ultimate shout-out. The whole time, the only person I was texting throughout the whole time was my man, Sam Showalter. Shout out to Sam Showalter. Uh, I played football with him. Still one of my close friends to this day. We went to high school together. Um, Sam Showalter. I was texting him the whole time, like, like the whole weekend. Actually, like the whole week. Like I was, I was texting him, like who I was with. Like for some reason, me and him were just texting, him, and I trusted him. I was like, yo, like I remember he was the first person. Um, once my dad got in, it was my my family, then him. So shout out to Sam. Shout out for being a real one. So boom, six fifty. 10 minutes left, no call, and um, it just felt like we were in a, it was like the weirdest thing ever, like I still feel it, like it was so quiet, but it was so loud, like it was, you hear, you heard everything, like the TV was on, you you heard the, the like, you, like it was, you know, it was the, the beeping outside because the New York traffic, um, you heard the family's other, the, um, in the other room. It's like 6.52, and I remember my dad didn't really say much, and then he just said, hey, he rolled over. He was like, hey, look, if, you know, if this is it, I appreciate you. I love you, and, you know, um, if it's not my year, then, you know, I appreciate, um, and I've enjoyed every moment, you know, of this process. And I was like, man, like, you know, that's your dad, and, like, you know, you see him as a superhero, and then that one moment I saw him, like, for, like, 30 seconds, like, ever in my life that he just fucking – not gave up, but you were like, you kind of just like, man, like he's defeated. So I'm thinking like, damn, like maybe he knows something. It's six, it's six fifty four. Then boom, I'm chilling. So, and, so mentally I'm like, he's not in there. Mentally I'm like, he's not in there. Fuck. We're not going to watch the Super Bowl. Like how the fuck do I tell this to, you know, whoever, like this is like, we're talking shit. Like he's not in there. I don't even look at the time. Maybe two minutes go by. Bring, bring. We both look at each other. It's like 6.58. Bring, bring. 
He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, now this is me impersonating my dad. Boop, hello? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sitting here with my son. <laughs> okay. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. I made it, dog. I made it. I'm like, oh, shit. He jumped up. He's like, oh, I'm starting to cry. He's starting to cry. He gives me a hug. And that's probably one of the most, like, that moment was probably one. I can't even describe it. But I'm trying to paint this picture. Like, imagine just a grown-ass man and his son jumping up in a hotel room with nothing but a white beater and some boxers on. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of pizza all over the place. We jumping up, jumping in each other's arms. Like, oh, shit. Like, he hugs me. He's crying on my shoulder. And he's like, hey, I love you. And, you know, like, this is, like he said, like, literally five minutes ago. But that energy changed. You know, it, it went from... Oh, man, like, you know, I appreciate you for being here to, man, I appreciate you for being here. Like, this is, like, the greatest moment of my life. Like, he's excited now. And if you, if anybody knows my dad, for real, if you know him, after that moment, he kind of pushes me off. Like, all right, get off me. All right. Like, like you know, so he's like, um, and he gets a text. He gets a, I remember he gets a bunch of texts. Ding, ding, ding. He's like, oh, shit, like, they're about to pick us up in, like, five minutes. We got to go downstairs. So we're going to the bathroom. We're freshening up. Like, we're just chilling. So we put our suits and stuff back on, and uh, we're washing our face, brushing our teeth real quick. Like, we know we're about to be in front of the camera. So you got five minutes to go from chilling for an hour, you know, just that chilling, that chilling vibe to jumping up, getting all excited, all sweaty, all crying to fucking... All right, you about to be in front of the world in five minutes. Like, so you got to get right. You got to make sure everything, your everything, right, in five minutes. So we rush to get ready, and he's like, I'll never forget. He's at the door, and you know the little the the hotel the hotel doors, like that little area to get to the door is real small. You know what I'm saying? Like when you open it, you got to like open it all the way to walk out. You know what I'm saying? It's real narrow, right? And my dad's a big dude. He's like 6'6", 320, big dude. And I'm not small either. You know what I'm saying? So we're sitting in this little gap to open the door. And I just hear people. Like, I just hear people outside. Like, people talking. I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, all right, let's get it. And he fucking opens the door fast as shit. And I kid you not. It's probably, on everything I love, it's probably like, dude, it's probably like, 30 people, all cameras, like, you see a, a person with a mic, right, like, they're coming into the hotel room, like, I'm trying to cover up behind me, because we got underwear, we got pizza, we got shit in the, in the hotel room, we got drinks, soda cans, and shit, like, so we, my, I push my dad out, because he's doing, like, a little interview, they're like, oh, Walter, how do you feel, I'm, I slowly push him out the door, so I can close the door, and he's walking down, and they're just following him. And I'm just looking. Like, just, I, I still vividly remember it. Like, him walking down the freaking hallway. There's, like, 20 people in front of him. I can't see, like, what he see. I see the back of him. And I just see flashes in his face. And I'm just right behind him, right? And it just it was the craziest view ever through this long-ass hallway. And then out of nowhere, this little reporter ducks under him, pops a light in my face. He was like, hey, how proud are you of your dad? And I'm just like, uh... I'm hella proud, and I get all emotional. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, this is a great moment for him. You know, it's like on the spot. So, boom, we get to the hotel. We get to the hotel uh, elevator, and they kind of disperse a little bit. They don't get on the elevator with us, and um, we get in there. We go down. We stop. 
guess who gets on? Michael Scrahan. Michael Scrahan was inducted with my dad. Michael Scrahan, uh, you know, the New York Giant go defensive tackle. Uh, Michael Scrahan. So he gets in, daps my dad's up. And I think he's with his, I don't know if it was his daughter, his wife, or whoever, but he was with a girl um, and uh, or a young lady. And they say hi, and they say, let's get it. And then when I tell you, you thought that was a lot coming out of our hotel room? When we get to the bottom floor, oh, my goodness. I... I'm still, like, getting goosebumps from this moment. As soon as the elevator door opens, boom, we walk out, and it's it's mayhem. Like, I, 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 honestly, I blacked out. Like, I literally blacked out. Like, I just was walking, and I remember I was just following him, and he kept looking back like, hey. Like, he kept snapping at me. He's like, hey, like, stay on, like, stay on my tail. Like, follow me. And that's one thing about my dad. Like, you know, there's certain areas where they're like, oh, he can't go. I mean, after that point, before when he was like, if he was going to get in, they were like, hey, you can't go. But like now that he's a Hall of Famer, they're like, you're a Hall of Famer in New York. You can go wherever, you can go wherever the hell you want to go. So my dad's like, come on, follow me. So we're going through places, restaurants and stuff, going through interviews. I'm sitting there right next to him. And I'm thinking, I'm like, when are we going to celebrate? You know what I'm saying? It's like 1030 at night. He's just doing interviews, like just interviews, 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 interviews. I'm just like, bro. Like, this is a amount of a 15-year-old. I'm sitting there like, damn, I can't text nobody. And I'm like, oh, shit, let me text freaking my sister and my mom. So I forgot to text them. So I text them at, like, um, what, two and a half hours later. Like, oh, he made it, yada, yada. We're just doing interviews. They're like, oh, my God, yes, yes, yes. And um, so we're doing interviews for the rest of the night. After, towards the end of the night, everything starts calming down. Um... So, let me see. It's about 10, I want to say, what, 10, 30, 11. Um, and um, we're going to, um, I'm trying to think. I'm blanking. Um, I'm trying, fuck, I'm blanking right now. Where do we, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I see, I don't remember, I'm blanking. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. I remember we did interviews, and then after that, we just did interviews to like 11 o'clock. So they're like, all right, you guys are done. You guys can go back to the hotel room. And I remember my dad was like, now this is a ball shit right here. This is a, this is a ball shit right here, all right? So he's like, hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I remember my dad kept saying, like, man, no, I haven't ate since four. I didn't know if I was going to get in the Hall of Fame. Y'all dragged me out. He's like pressing the issue. He's like, man, I'm hungry. And they're like, well, Walt, everything is closed. Like, everything, like it's 12 o'clock. Like, everything's closed. Like, we can get you some first thing in the morning, whatever you want. Like, we can get you free, whatever, right? He's like, man, I'm hungry right now. My son's been with me. He's hungry, too. Like, I'm hungry. So, um, so we, uh, <laughs> I don't know where we end up going, but they put up to the steakhouse, right, at midnight. It's closed. They open up this fucking steakhouse, bro, in the middle of the night. I guess they called in a chef. It was one chef. I don't know. But they cooked up, man. They cooked us up like three steaks. I'm talking about full course meal, appetizers, drinks. They had one waiter. I guess she was about to leave. And we are like, no, you're staying. And it was like me, my dad, Michael Strahan. Like we literally opened up this steakhouse in the middle of the night in New York. And I remember I'm sitting there, right? And it's still snowing. It's still snowing. I am just remember I'm sitting down at this steakhouse. And I'm look. I'm just looking at the, just looking at everything. I see, um, I see like, I see like, freaking celebrities everywhere. I see my dad. I'm just looking, and um, 
I'm just taking it all in, you know. Um, and still to this day, that's one of the craziest moments I've ever experienced. And that's not even counting for the actual Hall of Fame. Like, this is not even counting for the actual Hall of Fame. This is just finding out he's in there and before. Like, this is a span of a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Before we even did the, before we even did the freaking enshrinement video at the ceremony, this was a year before. You know what I'm saying? This was like, you know what I'm saying? This is a year. This is what? All of middle school. This is basically all of my middle school because you go to middle school, seventh, eighth grade. This is my whole middle school experience, right? So, <laughs> so, um, what else? So we get back, we, in, we finish up eating. We finish up eating at the steakhouse. We get back to the hotel and we just, we're exhausted. We're like, oh, so we go to bed. We wake up the next morning. Yeah, that was pretty much Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday was kind of kind of low-key chill. You know, Super Bowl Sunday was chill. Honestly, like we get there, we get up and we go to the stadium and they're going to announce the Hall of Fame at halftime. So I'm in a suite with a bunch of people that I do not know. And I'm watching the Super Bowl. I'm watching the Seahawks beat the brakes off the Broncos. I'm literally, everyone in there, they're like, they're bougie. They're like, they got to the type of money where they just wanted to go for the Super Bowl. I'm in there geeking out like, oh, I'm in there, see. And they're like, look this little fat little kid with the Superman glasses cheering for the Seahawks. Everybody up there is like, man, we paid $20,000 for these seats just to watch the Super Bowl. I'm like, well, my dad's about to be in the Hall of Fame. Now what? They're like, oh, shit. So, you know me At this point, I'm getting a little cocky. I'm like, yeah, like, shit, I'm here. What's up? So, um, uh. Yeah, so we get there, Super Bowl happens, we smack them, greatest day of my life. Um, they announced my dad, I'm crying, I'm like, dude, he's in there. So we leave and we go, we're leaving the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl had won. So we're going back to the hotel. I'm thinking like Super Seahawks won, it's Sunday, we're going to fly back on Monday morning, go back to school on Tuesday, right? So my dad's like, hey, the Seahawks just hit me up and said if we want to pull up to their uh, after party. And I'm just like, what? So we pull, <laughs> so long story short, we pull up to the Seahawks celebration after party at their hotel. And I'm telling you, I don't want to snitch on nobody. I don't want to snitch on nobody. But it was, it was some, hey, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm talking down to the, like, it, <sighs> I don't want to stench on nobody. I'm not saying nothing happened. I'm not saying this and that. I'm just saying it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. You know, I'm talking jaw drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad's like, hey, no, I'll tell you, you can't come in here type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. But, you know, they won a Super Bowl, so they're going to get loose. You know what I'm saying? They devote freaking the whole year to this craft, and they stay away from their families and all this stuff. You get one, two nights to really let loose and celebrate. Shit, you got all the money in the world. You can do whatever. Why not celebrate? You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and go crazy. You get one night to act a fool. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead. So it's better than in the middle of the season when your team needs you and you freaking get a DUI or some shit. If you're gonna if you gonna act buck wild, it's gonna be at the post game Super Bowl celebration. Now you just won that shit, right? So um, yeah, that happens. And we go back to the hotel after at like three in the morning, four in the morning. The next day, we get on our flight. We go back to Seattle, and then after all of that, all of that, right? I just paint y'all that crazy ass picture, right? All of that. You get from the airport, you go home, and guess where you gotta go the next day? 
I got to get up at 6 stinking ass a.m., put some damn clothes on and go to first period. Think about that. You just was on top of the world for five days, right? Living like a superstar. And then you got to go learn about atoms and biology and shit at 7 in the morning with motherfuckers that's musty and... You hanging out with motherfucker that's that's smelling good, looking good, and you hanging out with a little motherfucker that smell like crayons? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, imagine that. And then your friends, your peers are all geeking and stuff. But, like, you got to pay attention because I had a lot of people that want to be friends with me because they understand that lifestyle. And it's not my lifestyle, but it's just, the, you know, who my dad is. So, naturally, I live a lifestyle where it's just like, I, would, I guess you would say I'm kind of... Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of flashy in a sense. I'm kind of low-key, but at the same time, like, I like to cut up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I go back to school for the rest of the rest of the year. Um, Yeah, because that was in February. So, I finished, I finished the school year in June, and then the Hall of Fame comes around. The Hall of Fame is that July, that August, that summer. So, think about it. This is a whole nother year, the whole nother school year. The, the Hall of Fame is that August now, you know? So... Um, and this is the summer before I go into go into high school, right? This is the summer before I go into high school. So think about this. Think about your summer before you went into high school and what you did, right? You probably got some new clothes. You probably changed up your little how you going to pro. Like, you about to go into high school, so you feel like it's a new change. Like, this ain't middle school, this high school. I'm about to be a freshman. Think about what you did before you went in to, as a freshman in high school. Most people I know, they probably changed their wardrobe, probably changed, like, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, man, I gotta I gotta dress a little bit cooler. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get some more shoes. I want my parents to give me this or that. Like, I gotta try to find. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna maybe play a sport. I gotta do a. I gotta come into the school year playing a sport. Like, so you try to change up a little some subconsciously, right? Me, you know what I did that summer? I went to Canton, Ohio, and I represented my dad for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and. It was, I see, I could talk about that for like an hour. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even going to cut it into another part. I'm not even going to cut it into another part, like, because um, I really wanted the summer of 14 to really be uh, just one episode, but, you know, I, I couldn't fit it all in. But I'm going to give y'all, I kind of want my podcast to be about 40 minutes, and I'm running on the 40-minute mark, about seven more minutes. So I'm going to squeeze it in as much as I can, but... Um, yeah, man, it's really what it was. What you see, like a lot of behind the behind the scenes stuff was before, but everything you saw was what happened. You know what I'm saying? We get there, and they tell us like, "Hey, um, like it's like a wedding. Like it's where it's, it's you got to rehearse it. You got to rehearse where you stand." And it literally was that was it, man. The whole family came out. We were in Ken, and um, it was a big night, you know what I'm saying? And we, my dad had his speech, and the speech was amazing. He shouted out my sister. Um, he shouted out my mom, which was, you know, because, you know, at the time, my parents were divorced. So um, I think that was one that, when you really look at it, I think that really showed um, what type of man my dad was. My dad could have easily not said anything, but he shouted out my mom and told her, like, you know, thank you for being the, you know, the great woman she is, so I shout him out for that, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I love my dad, I love what he do, but I'm a mama's boy at heart, you know, even though me and my mom, we knock heads sometimes, but I think that's just the dynamic between a mom and a son, you know, you're never gonna, you guys are always gonna butt heads because, you know, it's it's, it's a mom and a son, like, you're gonna naturally just, 
disagree on a lot of things opposed to my sister and my mom's relationship. You know, they kind of, they don't really butt heads. They kind of just always agree on something. And I'm not saying it's a, it's a boy and a girl thing, but I don't know. I just feel like all my buddies and their mom, they tend to butt heads, but they's like, Hey, I would kill somebody over my mom. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about my mom. And, um, like I said, once again, shout out mama Jones. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good event. Um, one more thing, man. Since we talk about family, bro, this is off topic, but a lot of people be like, because they hit me up, they were like, man, my sister, how I brought it in, I said, I got a twin sister, and I talked about my mom, but I also got three brothers, man. Like, I got, I, I, I haven't uh, shine light on them, but I got three brothers, man, Randall, Kendall, and Raphael. Like, a lot of people know my sister, but I got three older brothers, man. Um, so my mom, she got two sets of twins. Um, me and my sister were fraternal, and then I got two older brothers that are identical, and then I got, we got the middle, Raphael. So, you know, shout out, you know, shout out Six, G5, and Raffy Taffy. That's their little nickname. So, Randall, Kendall, Raphael, um, they down in Alabama taking care of their business. You know, they got beautiful families. Um, they all blessed me with what? Shit. 200 nieces and nephews. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, shout out to the fam, man. That's everybody, you know. So, um, I want to make that clear because I, I know I always shine light on my sister and my dad, but... Um, that's just in the forefront, but you know, there's a lot of people behind the light that y'all see that mold me and motivate me to do this stuff, like be on the podcast. Obviously, you know, bringing a lot of attention because who my dad is, but the people that motivate me to want to do it and be in my ear every day, these are the people, like I said, my mom, my brothers, Raph, Kendall, Randall, my sister. These are the, you know, the the people that are my true foundation. You know, so shout out to them and. Um, yeah, the Hall of Fame, like, it was all about family, you know, it was all about, like, we all celebrated that moment as a family, it was beautiful, man, it was, it was, um, it was dope, putting the Hall of Fame coat on my dad was bigger than I could even imagine, like, you know, um, it was, it was, it was mind-blowing, you know what I'm saying, you, you would think, like, just putting a coat on somebody couldn't mean that much, but taking off his blazer, and putting on that gold Hall of Fame jacket after his whole career, then his seed, his son can put that on him. That's you know, that's the ultimate. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's the ultimate achievement. And that can be in any field though. Like if there was, if you worked at a job and you gotta give your dad a certain chain or anything, like to have a son present that to the dad, that's that's um, that's got to be a crazy feeling. So. Um, the Hall of Fame was good, man, and like I said, after the Hall of Fame was done, everyone was blowing my phone up, and then you had to go back home, and then what, uh, What two weeks later, what did I have to do? I started high school. I started high school, and that's going to be on the next episode, starting fucking high school after all of that and the pros and cons of it, because there's a lot of shit that happened, like, you know, people say, like, it's a lot of stuff. I'm not exposing nobody, but, you know, with schools and, you know, I'm going to show y'all what it's really like to have a, you know, a father that can, you know, I'm going to show you that. What, I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some things, though, that a lot of people didn't know about. But, um, but yeah, man, that's going to wrap up this, you know, the part two, the, the final part of part one, the summer of 2014. Um, yeah, the summer of 14 was a big moment in my life. It shaped who I am today, even though it's 2023. Um, that's why I think it was necessary to start off with that episode because it kind of gives you guys and you know, gives you guys a and paint a picture of what type of young man I am and where I come from and the type of situations I be in. So um, that's why I feel like it was necessary to start off with that. But then, like I said, the next episode, hopefully, um, 
I get to talk about, you know, starting high school. That's another pivotal moment. Or a pivotal moment of my life. It's not just high school itself, but just making that transition from being on that stage and then going into a point of your life where, you know, high school was a point where you define who you are as a person, you know, through those four years you define out. Imagine before you even get to define who you are, you already got this narrative, you already got this light on you because of what you did the summer before. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Luckily, mine was a good thing. There's some people that start high school off of a the narrative like, man, she got super drunk this summer. She got with everybody's boyfriend or this girl. She used to be a good girl. Now she does drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, so everyone gets that narrative put on them going in. And mine was the fucking craziest narrative ever. Like, yo, you on TV, bro, representing your dad for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, people hate on it, but that's just what it was. So, um, yeah, and like I said, I'm still trying to figure out a, an outro. We still sticking with the three, two, one, bye. Uh, but like I said, I'm gonna end my videos because you know I want my episodes to be about 35 to 40 minutes. And like I said on the last one, um, if you are listening to this, if you are listening now, that means you listen to the whole thing. And like I said, you t it takes someone to really rock with someone to listen to 40 minutes of anything so if you get to this point i appreciate you i love you i really do because you know like i said this is something i'm very passionate about and um i'm gonna try to end my podcast like that every time because like i said if you get to this point you really rock with me and you support me so um it's not about the number of clicks it's not about like i was literally just talking about this with my girl you know shout out to key keeks johnson if y'all don't know her you know Shout out to Keelan. That's wifey right there, you know, so show her some love. But I was talking to her and um, I was telling her, I was like, look, it's not about the number of views. Because she asked me, she's like, what's your views looking like right now? And I was like, bro, I dropped the number. But I was like, it's not even about that right now. I was like, just the feedback I get from, you know, all my people. Like, I could name drop, but, you know, I don't, I don't even try to, you know, but sometime as soon as I dropped, you know, people are texting me about what happened in the podcast. Like, that's a crazy feeling. Like, it's it could only be 10, 15 people. But imagine, like, you just record yourself talking. And then people hit you back 30 minutes after. My episode was 40 minutes. So as soon as I posted it, 20 minutes people later are hitting me about what I said in the podcast. So that means people were on it. They played it and they listened to it. Just that alone means so much to me. So, and I know a lot of people say, you got to put it on this so you can get paid for it. Hey, getting paid for this would be a blessing. But at the end of the day... I throw I I get I get fueled off of people saying like hey man when you talked about this this was crazy this was funny so like I said if you get this point I appreciate you I love you um and like I said I appreciate y'all rocking with me and uh if y'all listen to this man please DM me an outro or something I don't know what the end so like I said until then we go keep it simple we go keep it organic three two one bye that's gonna be the outro so um y'all take care and I'll see y'all next time. Three, two, one, bye.